really come in really hot to this show, but it has been a sad and tragic week here in America. As soon as our uh, intro theme starts, let's just take a moment of silence real quick for El Paso, Dayton, and America. All right, man. It's been a crazy year in the industry, right? Just yeah. last episode, we had breaking news on 10% tariffs. There's conflict in the Middle East on oil tankers. Freight volume and rate volatility. And even our own Craig Fuller said on Saturday's Sirius XM show that he's jumped back and forth between being the bull and the bear. And right now, he's showing the horns. Well, data about the health of the United States goods economy is decidedly mixed right now. Probably a good time to hedge and get in on that freight futures action. Those lanes from L.A. to Dallas starting to look pretty good. Yeah, and Tom Mellon's going to be on to talk a little bit about those later on as we go off the blockchain with yeah. him. But, you know, Chad, we always talk about it. One of the awesome things about doing this live is that we can instantly update our show notes and we can instantly get on the same page with some of this stuff. So right now, yeah, a little breaking news. Live from the news desk in Chattanooga, on what the truck? So here, Chad, the California e Re- the California Air Resources Board today announced the launch of a new forty million dollar. Well, this is core. Oh, launched a new forty million dollar program designed to accelerate the purchase and use of zero emission off road freight technologies. It's the Clean Off Road Equipment Voucher Incentive Program. Just rolls off the tongue, but they call that core. That's core. Yeah. Carb is a little bit similar, right? But it will feature a streamlined voucher process for buyers to receive funding that will offset the higher cost of clean zero emissions equipment, including terminal tractors, transport refrigeration units, cargo handling equipment, and more. Forward-thinking, savvy business owners will want to take advantage of CORE because it will enable them to replace their dirty older equipment and get the cleanest, most advanced models available for about the same price as the diesel or gas-powered version. The result is equipment that saves businesses on fuel costs and has zero tailpipe emissions. A winner for the pocketbook and the community said carb executive Richard W. Corey. Oh, I thought that was your own eloquence. No, no, it, <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't the famous Richard Corey yeah. either. No. But he is with carbs, so that's yeah. maybe where you saw the, the confusion on there. But very uh, similar, another right. regulation. No, I mean, in there California. was no confusion. It was this, 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 the, the carb. They, yeah. they announced. Oh, the California Air Resources Board. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was the that's one okay. who was confused. A little no cowbell for confusion. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. All right, now let's get to the real headlines. Okay. Sudden shutdown of Schneider Final Mile unit leaves furniture shippers scrambling for options. The unit struggled mightily despite ongoing investments, Dooner. The most recent being in mid-April when Schneider added middle mile capabilities to connect the network's multiple terminals. The Green Bay, Wisconsin-based concern uh, based concern said the unit lost 26 million dollars in the first half of 2019 mm. and was on track to lose another 9 million in the third quarter the company will take 50 to 70 million pre-tax restructuring charges through the end of the year apart from a one-time 34.6 million goodwill impairment charge in the second quarter the operation will be fully shuttered by December 31st, 2019, Schneider said it would do its best to accommodate shipments already in the pipeline. It declined any further comment. You know, we, we've talked about seven or eight carrier closings. And this may not qualify as the same thing because there's Schneider closing it down. But they did pick up, a, uh, they did pick up this company, Walken Shepard. And now that is capacity that's taken out. It's a very niche market. So a little bit more disruptive than maybe some of our other ones. Yep. Like, let's talk about New England for a second. New England Motor Freight. Pretty big, but they're they're just another carrier, and they only represent X percentage of space, so it wasn't that hard. And I was on that other side just a few months ago. It wasn't that hard to reroute equipment. But the thing with Walken Shepard is that they touched almost every furniture dealer's dock. So this is going to be disruptive to to some shippers. At least there's a little lead time, right? It's not one of those yeah, Falcon situations where uh, they're pulling your card. It's very tough different news. in that way. LTL's yeah. tough tough space. Well, Craig made a uh, Craig made a point. And he's talking, he's very familiar with the carpet space. And he was saying yeah. that, you know, you lose $26 million in a venture-funded company. Oh, great, you didn't lose that much money. But Schneider, publicly traded company, they live quarter to quarter. 
So it shut down maybe a little quicker. They couldn't innovate because they were trying to, you know, e-commerce really twisted the hand here. They wanted to, to, to encroach, encroach on that space. Okay. Tough, tough business, though. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Chad, you say tomato. I say trade tension. That's right. Trade tensions between U.S. farmers and Mexico. Tomato growers continues to escalate. The United States and Mexico are on the brink of yet another trade war. Does this ever end? This time pitting U.S. farmers against Mexican tomato growers and importers. The debate centers around the price of imported tomatoes from Mexico, Chad. Florida tomato growers have said that the prices of imported Mexican fresh tomatoes are sold well below market value, giving them an, an unfair advantage. A lot of dumping going on there, according to them. The latest development came July 30th when the U.S. Department of Commerce released a preliminary hearing of a 25% price dumping margin on Mexican tomato importers. That Mexico has been selling its tomatoes at artificially low prices, therefore undercutting U.S. competition. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad no heirloom tomatoes have been caught in the Ooh. crossfire. I say tomato. Yeah, uh, no, I, do. I don't really. No. <laughs> the Commerce Department has been conducting a dumping investigation yeah. into Mexican tomatoes since February. Yeah. It is expected to complete its investigation in September. It's coming up. The U.S. tomato industry looks forward to showing the U.S. International Trade Commission that it has been injured by the surging unfairly traded Mexican imports, said Michael Shadler, executive vice president of the Florida Tomato Exchange. Well, Chad, here's a question. What do you yeah. like better, cheap tomatoes or U.S. farmers? Not to put you on the spot. Uh, U.S. farmers. <laughs> Just blink, blink once people, for you. Okay. <laughs> people over tomatoes. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, ship owners call for an end to tension after Iranian sees another oil carrier. Three major international ocean shipping representative bodies the International Chamber of Shipping, the Asian Ship Owners Association, and the European Community Ship Owners Association called for the international community to stop the escalation of tensions in the Strait of Hormuz. They have also called for the international community to fully respect international law. What the hell's going on around here, Duna? Well, I mean, the call came mere hours after the latest action in the Strait of Hormuz when the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps seized an international vessel yeah. sailing near Farsi Island in the Persian Gulf. The guards said they seized a tanker that was smuggling 700,000 liters, which for us would be in gallons would be 184 Basically, 185,000 U.S. gallons of fuel. Yeah. The tanker was taken to the port of Boucher, and its cargo was handed to the National Oil Distributor Company of Boucher Province, which is interesting because remember that breaking news on the 10% tariffs? That made oil go up 6%, right? Right. And now you got these tensions going on here. Lots I don't know. Lots of tensions. Shale to the king or shale to the sultan. I think oil's up to something here. Well, here's one from our friends at AmericanShipper.com. I do these lines every morning. And, and check this one out. Yeah. K-Line was fined $23.4 million for conspiracy. Wow. It's a conspiracy. Serious. You know, the ocean lines do get accused of this sort of collusion and price racketeering and fixing all the time. But this okay. one is a little interesting. So ocean automotive carrier K-Line was convicted Friday of... And it's funny how you can convict a company. Like, you know, I guess yeah. the company's a person. I don't know. You convicted was convicted Friday of being in a criminal cartel and fined $23.4 bucks by the Federal Court of Australia. The company reportedly would have been given an even bigger fine, but the judge in the Federal Court of Australia showed leniency because of the company's earlier guilty plea and assistance. So K-Line pleaded guilty last year to being involved in global conspiracy with numerous other open ocean shipping companies not to attempt to win business from each other and to fix freight rates for shipping vehicles. And that I remember, is I remember unusual. Chad, about a thousand days ago, I started a show called The Shipping Pod. And one of our first episodes, we were talking about um, uh, Costco being being raided to look at these price-fixing things. And then it was kind of like crickets afterwards. And you hear about these raids and, and governments looking into them, but nothing tends to happen. But here, here something did. Yeah, and the the cartel members would share actual and proposed freight rates with each other is the way it worked. Uh, yeah. They also would agree to freight rates and changes to freight rates they would submit or decline to submit tenders or bids in line with the agreements they had made to fix control or maintain prices and to maintain existing market shares. So they really were doing some bad things. And it's just so unusual for someone to just say, oh, guilty, guilty, have some leniency on me. You know, yeah, it, it, it kind of worked out. It's a murky territory. I mean, like, I think there's unspoken rule a lot of times in business where companies are like, OK, we won't go on your territory. Don't go on mine. But I think that what they're saying here is a little bit more coordinated, especially amongst that. And it's such a niche market. Again, like the auto trading, it's specialized carriers. 
it's specialized vehicle movements, uh, a lot of like breakable commodities, things like that. Yeah, there can be there can be some collusion going on there. Well, they said they were guilty. Well, this man was going to be on last week. He's here now. I see him sitting right outside the booth. His name is Arlen Stark. He's going to give us news about Freightways Live. Stark, and come on! Oh my God, we're going to have five good minutes with Arlen Stark. We just saw a picture of what a proposed picture of what Freightways. Live maybe looking yes. like. Did you see the ceiling there? They used to just well, go with screens. Yes. Now they're going after the roof too. <laughs> Great to have you on, Stark. Five count of five. Five, five, five minutes. minutes. What's up, Arlen? Not much, guys. How we doing on this glorious Monday? I don't know. You stood us up last time. Uh, Glad you have this a, time. Wasn't a stand up by any means. <laughs> it was a glorious duty, Friday. Duty call. Duty call. Other parts of the work life. It, it did. So, but you're here now, and yes. uh, well, there's so many updates about Freight Waves Live. Let's just yes. dive right into them. Uh, sure. Um, well, we posted, you know, the creative for uh, the general session in Chicago. I'm really excited about that. People have dubbed us the uh, Super Bowl of industry events. Oh, so, yeah. Or the WrestleMania. Well, we figured we'd partner with the company that does the production for the Super Bowl. So uh, that's actually the creative wow. that you're seeing from them. Definitely raises the bar from what wow. we've done in the past. Yeah. I've seen some of the mock-ups, and, I've seen, and now I've seen some of the actual images, and it is mind-blowing well so uh, tell us some big announcements uh we might want to share yeah, with who are we gonna see viewers there? right now who are we gonna see who are we gonna hear who yeah we gonna smell awesome lineup of keynote speakers we've got uh jordan belfort the wolf of wall street uh ben mesrick another best-selling author who's uh had three books actually turn into blockbuster movies yeah uh howard social Gr- network right was that social network uh bringing down the house which was turned into 21 um, and then an awesome lineup of industry CEOs. I mean, I'm, when I look at the uh, agenda that we haven't released yet, but we'll be releasing soon. I mean, it is an awesome lineup of CEOs. I mean, I've got CEOs agreeing to moderate sessions cause we're overbooked and yeah. they, they want to be a part of it. So it's just, it's quickly Very filling exciting. up and we're, we're there in almost no time. I mean, it is August now, but November's right around the corner. Yeah. We're, I believe we're less than a hundred days away now. So our big brand there is demos too, right? Those live demos. How long are the demo sessions or any spots available for listeners out there who may want to get on this? The seven-minute rapid-fire demos are almost sold out. The count I saw today is we have six spots left. You know what a uh, what a blockbuster event in terms of in terms of pop culture because you have the guy who wrote the social network, the guy who the book that was based on, and then you have the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. So you could do like a whole immersive Hollywood movie watching experience before you come to Freightways <laughs> Live in November. Star-studded event. I don't know if you're not there. I don't know. You're, if you're not there, you're missing out. You are. You're, you're, you know, I'd question how committed to technology and innovation and, and following those trends in this industry, your organization really is. Yeah. Now, ticket sales are uh, ahead of last year's schedule, as I understand. How, are, is there still plenty of space to be had? Yeah, we're we're nowhere near running out of room, okay. but we are 200% ahead of where we were at this time for wow. the November event in Dallas last year. That's fantastic. And what that's, the truck, right? Growth. What the truck will definitely be live and live streaming from there. We'll have an action-packed one. A lot of the guests here on stage will also get to come in here and uh, and tell us how it went and how it was being in front of that big crowd. So how many people? How What's max capacity? When does the fire department show up? Uh, <laughs> I, I'd say fire department, fire marshal showing up around 2,000 people. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're on our way for that. And you will be with us live as we do some what the trucks? Of course. Okay. Keep us abreast. Well, it'll be exciting. Thanks for the updates on all that and the fantastic news. Yeah. yeah. Anything to leave us with? Any nugget to uh, to whet our appetites or to, or to make us come back for more? Yes. Give Freight- us that Chinese food. F W L A T O. Freight Waves Live Atlanta. Oh. It's been announced. It's out there. Yes. May fifth and sixth. Okay. Tickets are available. Uh. Combo packages for Chicago and Atlanta are out there. Go to FreightWaves.com and check it out. Transparency was my first event with you guys, and it was out of this world. It was dynamite, and it's amazing how much we've grown just since that event. People saw us there, and they're like, wow, these guys are at the Zenith. They're at the top, and we're like, no, we're not even close. We're just getting (laughs) getting getting good. We're we're just hitting our stride. That was preseason. Freight Waves Live is well, the name. The first of the one was preseason. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was that was game one of the regular. That was a homecoming yeah, that was, game. Yes, home, that was a homecoming yeah. game. Yeah. So, uh, well, very good, exciting stuff from the Arlen Stark. Thank you yeah. so much. Give Thanks, us a guys. On your way out.
Oh, a little cowbell action? Yeah, yeah, for being on the video. Oh, let's see here. Ooh, a nice technique. I love when they mix that up the technique. That is a original. That is an original. Very new technique. Very fast double time. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh-oh. Thanks, Arlen. All right. Is Henry out there? Oh. Gotcha. All right. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. And you know what, Chad? I'm licking my wounds because I played, I played Seth Holm in a game we like to call. Now we have another game. What is this one called? Oh. Here come our market experts to play market expert trivia. Yeah, see, Dooner, you get a little competitive too. And, I do. Uh, I do. You know, I do. you were All getting right. a little cocky the past few weeks. I think Seth put you back in your place a little bit last he week. He did. You know what? Hubris is always, uh, hubris is always needed. Yeah, well, and and oh, how the mighty have fallen. And sir, here's the and, game show uh, buzzer. We got to share it for you to okay. rebound right. against Henry Byers. Uh, Henry, uh, are you ready to play? Yeah, but it's a little uh, more crowded with you in here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's good to see you back, though. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, I'm kidding. thank I'm, you. I'm kidding. I just noticed it's, I came in and I'm like, yeah, where do, yeah. My, where do I put my hands? My knees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we at the table. Well, yeah, it's a little more crowded with you. You're the one who's six eight. I know. Yeah. 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 The the monster uh, freight. Uh, All right, so we have one buzz. The only rule is we got to wait for him to finish the question so people at home have a chance to, to yeah, read you, and guess it. So, you guys are so smart, I'm sure. Hands on laps the and then answers buzzer. answers to these questions. Let's hide these answers. All right. All right, so I've got seven questions for you, and right. including a bonus question if we need a tiebreaker okay. for whatever reason. <clears throat> okay, so be quick on that dial. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does the IMO stand for? International Maritime Organization. Wow. Okay. That was a that was a soft. All right. You were you were really All fast. Right. He reflexes. was fast on he that dial. It's kind of weird. It's on my left hand. Nothing. Kind of unsure what no. this thing. Number two. What is the IMO's mission? Safety. Safety on the water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. That's a good answer. Set standards for safer, more environmentally friendly shipping. All right. I like it. All right. One to one. What number three? What is the average cost to ship a bike by vessel? Who got it? Who who was it was you? Okay. It was you. All right. Ten dollars? Yes, ten dollars. Point zero. How in the world? Ten dollars. Yeah. Ten dollars is all. It's cheap. It Number is. four. But you have to have a lot. You can't just like you, if you went like LTL <laughs> yeah, right, or say. bulk, which is one bike, yeah, that'd be yeah. very expensive. I was about to say, is it in a container? Or? I know, and then we could argue all day. Yeah. We could be like, is that a 40 foot or is that a 40 <laughs> HQ? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what they, they change things. Uh, okay, from? number right. four. Right. Some luxury cruise ships can cost as much as $1.4 billion to make, which makes the world's largest container ships pale in comparison at only around blank to construct. 800,000. No. Oh! So. All no. right, you get a chance to guess. You said a billion? Uh, 1.4 billion for a luxury cruise. Oh, wait. Oh, I know. So the world's oh, largest right. container ships cost about upwards of, of how much? I may have forgot some decimal points. Um, 800 million. No, I'm afraid that's not correct either. <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Neither I tried to just, I just tried right. to just correct I mean, what you said. Eight hundred thousand is a little closer. I thought it was. That's what I thought I read. It's two hundred million. Okay, two hundred right. million. All right. So Man, it's, it remains two to, to one. one. Yes. Two to one. Two to one. What are Number we five. Number five. Since nineteen seventy-eight, the IMO has organized World Maritime Day. This is celebrated with a series of events and activities, and looks ahead at the future of the industry. This year, World Maritime Day will take place on what day? <laughs> September 28th. Yes! Woo-hoo! Bing, 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 cowbell. See, Three uh, to one. Don't you celebrate that? I got that right next to Flag Day on my calendar. You right, Henry, nice Henry, it's World not Maritime over. Day party. Dinner knows enough about maritime literally to be an expert. It's not <laughs> over till the six foot eight guy sings. Woo! All right, we've got two more plus bonus. All right, All right. number six. Right. Although many people may not realize it, there are many maritime expressions in the English language. Mm-hmm. Give me one phrase or idiom. Show me the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I got set up in here. Learning the ropes. High and dry. Close Ooh, quarters. High. You're getting left well, high and dry. Man. Well, just for fun. You've been studying right? up. Uh, seven. What country has the largest registry of vehicles? 
Vessels. Vessels. I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. You can have it. Panama? Panama. <laughs> For bonus, who has the second and third highest? Oh, isn't it like the, the, the Maldives or something like that? No. Liberia? That's third. third. Yes. Third. Yes. Second? Second was, uh, it's with an M, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Luckily, I've been studying the vessel registry. Yeah. The Marshall Islands. <laughs> the Marshall Islands. How could oh, you Oh, man. We are Marshall Islands. So what's the deal? Right. With, what's the deal with uh the like li- Liberia? I mean, what is what's the, oh with Panama having the flag? What's the ex- well, not Panama necessarily, oh. but like Liberia. You know, oh, why owning, is Liberia owning the right? most vessels? I was going to ask you that. I thought you were supposed to be the expert. Well, yeah, not that <laughs> it's always a regulatory thing, hey. right? It's always it's always the ease of motion. I mean, yep. because no ships are really built in the United States, mm-hmm. but we're beholden to the old Jones Act laws. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to flag put a U.S. flag on a ship, right? Right. right. It doesn't make any sense unless. You're a U.S. build ship, and you want to go to Hawaii. It all comes back to the Jones Act, doesn't it, guys? Uh, Hey, thanks for playing. Uh, It was pretty close. Four to two to one. Yeah. You know, we could say, not including the bonus points. Good job, (sighs) Henry. Good job, Henry. You know, boy, he really Good to see you back, Chad. Thank you, Henry. (laughs) Great day to see you and have you back here. Mm-hmm. And now we are going to play. Well, not playing. We're just going to get little, off the are, blockchain. Oh, we're just going off the blockchain. Yeah, we got to turn it down. Time we get turn off the, the blockchain. Welcome. The blockchain. Blockchain. Let's make it digital, Tom. Time to get digital, Tom. Ooh, so off the blockchain, the segment where we talk about technology and big changes and innovations in freight, and one of those, freight futures, right, Tom? Absolutely, freight futures. We talked about them with, uh, with well, first of all, introduce yourself, Tommy. Yeah, my name is uh, Tom Allen. I am the vice president of trucking freight futures markets uh, here at Freight Waves. Nice, and you were in town, right? You're visiting. Where are you, where are you coming from? I am from? from New York. New so. York, I could tell by the accents. You well, know uh, Long you know Island, actually. Do you know John Kingston? Oh, yes. I All know right. John Kingston. Great. They go way back, <laughs> way actually. Back. Way, way, way back. back with John. It's no coincidence that they're both here. Uh, so, Tom, uh, tell us, like, give us some updates. Like, what's what's been happening uh, from July to August? Yeah, I mean, we actually just went through a, uh, a contract roll. So, the new spot market is uh, is the August contract. And yeah. uh, what we've seen is a continuation of, of a previous trend where, uh, as the contract rolls, rates were declining. Um but that pattern appears to be changing if you look at the futures forward curves going forward. Oh. Yeah, so what we were hearing a lot of during the summer, Chad, you, you had been reporting on on Freightways Now, we talked about yeah. on here, was that a lot of shippers wanted to renegotiate their contract rates because they were jumping the spot market because of the depression there. What does that do to a market like futures? Though? Like, d- does that make people want to jump in more to trade? Does it accelerate that market? Well, it does because you know, a forward curve gives a view of what rates uh, are expected to be into the future. Um, that never existed before until trucking freight futures were launched. So, yeah. you know, it gives a uh, a real good view. It also enables people to actually plan a bit better about their freight spend, so they can actually do some budgeting um, and 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 make forecasts as to where they might be locking in rates. Feeling safer into the future as we bravely go there. Yeah. What I mean, like we're we're thinking about the future, but we're also thinking about the here and now. What's going on with that 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 contract lane from L.A. to Dallas? Why is that such a such a hot space right now for the? Yeah, for the it's, it's 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 interesting because um you know there was a hedge put on last week. Uh, fifty thousand miles of futures contracts were were traded, okay. um, and it really looks like it, it was in anticipation of rate movement in and around the holiday season. Um, uh-huh. You couple that with you know the retail numbers which came out, as well as Donald Trump's announcement about three hundred billion. Mm-hmm. In new tariffs on Chinese goods. New tariffs were going to make their way into the equation. Well, and then the Chinese just devalued their currency and it's caused a Dow to drop. It was that (laughs) almost 700, maybe 800, is that 900 yet? It's over 900 now. It just keeps going down. Exactly. And so, and that, you look at where that lane is, I mean, that sits right in the middle of tariffs. It sits in the the holiday season. So, so a very important hedge was put on. So, Tom, okay. how does so no truck hits the dock? So nope. we had we, we've been all over this with K ratio so people can understand what the futures is. So what it really is, is that because contracts, right, they're not they're not real. They're, they're fake. They're paper rates in shipping. So what the future does is allow you to know your spend, right, your shipping spend along those lanes by, by tying it. So, you know, your cost as a carrier is going to be or as a shipper would be 210 as an example of one of those lanes sold. 
That is correct. So, you know, that price is locked. It's fixed. Um, so contracts traded at buck ninety, contracts traded at $2.10. Those are firm rates in, in the futures world. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's paper rates when it comes to contracts. It's not even paper rates when it's spot, though, right? I mean, it's di- and this is what we're trading on is the spot. This is spot. Yes. So this is spot yeah. rates um, as are set by a market. So there are buyers and sellers. There are mm-hmm. indications, bids and offers in the markets, and that determines what the rate would be. Wow. Yeah. So because the contracts, but the way it relates to the spot market is that people usually use a contract to insulate against that volatility. Mm-hmm. But what we always see is that yeah. when the con- when the spot rates go down, the shippers are suddenly like, what, what contract? And when the spot market goes way up, the carriers are like, I don't have, I don't, it's I have no worth the paper. It was written. Those on. outbound tender rejections go way up. And that's what the contracts are designed to protect against. So yeah, yeah. if freight moves to, to spot, um, you can either buy a futures contract or sell a futures contract and use it as a hedge for either rising rates or declining rates. Why would that make sense going into this season? Why, why does that make sense to close this out for the year? Well, I, you know, I, I, again, I think it's, it, it looks like uh, somebody was looking for rate uh, certainty, um, and they achieved that by buying and selling the futures contracts. And one of the, the times where it becomes more attractive to purchase one of these contracts is when it's a volatile environment. That's right? exactly what futures contracts are designed to do. Mm-hmm. That is to uh, remove as much volatility uh, from the market as possible. And it is volatile. I mean, we had some, uh, it was, it was stable in some ways at the beginning of 2019. Now it seems the future is somewhat uncertain right now. Well, a tweet can, can undo it all. We're a tweet away from, <laughs> from the president. They could just change anything. As, yeah. we, as we have seen, but you know, but what's really cool yeah. is, you know, looking at the forward curve, um, it's now starting to take on a more seasonal, uh, look yeah. as we move okay. through the summertime into yeah. the fall and into the uh, the winter holiday season. Fantastic. Oh, well, looking good, Billy Ray. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, really feeling good, Lewis. <laughs> Some fantastic stuff. <laughs> any any takeaways, any last thoughts that you want to give us uh, yeah. uh, related to the freight hey, futures? No, no, no. How about this? Who's got the best slice in New York? For next time I go back there. Uh, near Sirius XM Studios. Well, let's see. I think you got to go to John's. Oh, really? Okay. John's on 43rd Street. Yes. Okay, because I, I went to Radio City Pizza, uh-huh. and I went to Famous Original Ray's, not to be confused with Ray's Original Famous or Famous Ray's Original or any of the I 10 would other go, ones. I would go to Famous John's, and you can only get it by the pie. You cannot get it by the slice. Oh, wow. How you much know, the pie? I, I heard, now, I, the best Italian I've ever had in New York was at a place called Frank. Okay. It wasn't Frank's. Yeah. It was just called Frank. Like, let me be Frank. Have you ever like heard Frank? Of- have you ever heard of Frank? I have not oh, gone right. to Frank. All right. Well, well, Tommy, right. give us a little cowbell on your way out the door, my friend. I like hey, it. I like that's it, man. a good, solid announcement. Thank you very much. Free Futures. All right. Thank you, Tom Mellon. Chad, Free Futures, it. are they a big deal or are they a, a little deal? Big deal. A big deal. Tommy, thank you for joining us. Have a safe flight back to New York. Team is back for this segment. We've had some switch arounds. Did you see Emily play a little bit of this game? I played it. Twice. I missed it. Yes, yes. I was sitting I was, in your. I didn't seat. have any Wi-Fi. You didn't have any Wi-Fi. That's a good. That's all right. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll let it, it was fly. very limited. Okay. All right. Well, Chad, since you <laughs> are I'm back, sure you did astonishingly well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Duner. Yes. Duner won, though I would say. Oh. oh. No, there There's are no, no winners. There are no winners. The winners are our audience. Yes, yeah. play along yes. with us. We love that. Yeah, We've got a lot of people. Jeez, Chad. Always <laughs> <laughs> being negative. Hey. <laughs> okay, Chad, you since you up? are back, fresh from overseas, you could start. Okay. Okay, Chad, Chicago-based visibility solution provider Project 44 has secured major contracts with two of the world's largest retailers, we're talking Amazon and Walmart. How do you see it? Big deal or little deal? Well, it's a big deal. They're the two largest or two of the world's largest yeah. retailers. Yeah. It's kind of interesting the way Project for the, Project 44, they're touching on a lot of different parts of the supply chain. Uh, in this case, they got a couple of gigantic retailers. And it's like, it's it's almost like they had Amazon for a while. Then I think that Walmart was like, hey, we better get on board too if we're going to be keeping up with the 
with the Joneses. So good job, Project 44. Come a long way in a very short amount of time. Huge deal. Yeah, I, I, I know them well from my time with Aborn and Company, but you know who thought this was a little deal? The people over at Target. They were sitting around, so they read that story today <laughs> on FreightWaves.com. They were like, oh, we don't need visibility. We don't need Project 44. We'll just, you know, we'll just hang out in the wind. That's true. The right. moms will continue to shop at Target no matter what. No, Chad, to, Chad makes a good to turn that. Chad <laughs> makes a good point. So Chad, now when you see two big dogs like that, they always make all the cards fall. They're the big dominoes at the top of the stack. Oh, yeah. When they start falling down, everyone's like, oh, okay, well, we need to be in that. And the secondary part of that is that when big companies bring that on, other people want to be connected as well because of the demands and the contracts they have. And I've dealt with Walmart and I've dealt with Amazon and they have uh, pretty deep SLAs and pretty stringent ones. Okay. You both agree. Those are service level wow. agreements. Okay, I like it. Dooner, this is for you. Egg and livestock haulers seek regulatory concessions on hours of service. Which way is the needle moving? Get it? Egg, cow, livestock. Big deal or a little deal? Well, you know, it's a big deal because you get with this hours of service thing. Like, if you're pulling cows, you know, like you just did a great impression of of a cow, but... if you were just like a herd of cows, which would be like maybe more like that. <laughs> this is what they sound like. Yeah, like a whole bunch of them. You have to have a little warble you do. in there. But so a whole bunch of cows, right? And this guy comes up in his hours of service. He's got to take his 10 hour break. He could have to stop on the side of the road with a whole entire fleet of cattle in the back. Cattle in the back. And that's, you know, I'm an animal lover. So it's, it's bad for the animals. It's bad for the driver. And it doesn't make sense for that industry. So I would like to see some changes in concessions, smart ones. I understand why there's hours of service for safety, but we also have to think about the safety of the animal and the driver because yeah. sometimes just pulling over in the middle of nowhere doesn't make any sense for anybody. Very true. And it smells. It, it really does, does, yeah. Poor driver, too. And poor cows. Yeah, it's a little deal. Not only is it a very small part of the industry, it's... St- <laughs> Is that how you feel when I disagree with you? Uh, and, you know, and, and I think they're still just seeking the concessions. It hasn't even actually happened. So it's one of the littlest deals that I've ever about seen in Big Deal, Little Deal. Wow. Oh. You heard it here Whoa. first. Oh, cracking wow. the whip. Okay, next one, Chad. <laughs> in India, Revigo, a freight marketplace startup, is looking to build market transparency through its mm. National Freight Index. How do you see it? Big deal or little deal? I see it as a big deal on a couple of levels. First of all, it is about the national freight. It's about transparency. It's about visibility. This is a huge deal to us in the industry. We think that we want more of this. We're probably at a mature. We're we're at an inflection point with with visibility. I think a maturity is beginning to happen in the industry. So that's exciting. So I see that. And also, it's about data. It's about using data to create visibility and transparency. Big deal. Honk the horn. There we go. Well, you know what? It's great that they're doing this, but it's not going to be a big deal until they change the Taj Mahal to the Taj Mahal. <laughs> H-A-U-L. Taj Mahal. Mic job. It sound the same, but you know, when you, yeah, turn that mic upside down. Now, it's like, I mean, it's sort of like that Project 44 thing, right? They're bringing all this data visibility. It's great that India is doing it. There's probably a, a great need and a great infrastructure. And it seems like for them as a company, a great starting point because I don't think they have that many competitors coming after them. So it's sort of like like anybody who's getting ahead of Dave right data right now. We say it's the new gold. And a lot of companies and, and people ourselves were just giving yeah. it away. Companies are just giving it away. And uh and the smart companies are capturing it, pulling it, and getting ahead. And then I think five years, ten years from now, people are gonna wake up and be like, like now we're locked. Why didn't we do anything about it? Yeah, why didn't we give ours? Well, yeah. Okay. I think do he you, agreed with me. Though. Yeah, I, he kind of didn't agree, and then he did agree, so he came around. I like to be a little elusive on some of these. Okay, I like it. You guys are, <laughs> this is a little different tone than a few other times. Mm. Dooner, in July, new heavy-duty truck orders were the lowest since 2010. Mm-hmm. Big rig deal or little rig deal? Well, <laughs> well, well, well. So, they last year there was record numbers, right? So this year there's, there's the lowest since 2010, so something has to happen. You get to the top of the mountain last year, you're going to have to come down, way down. With the spot market prices being dis- disrupted, you know, people in the market, they always buy high and never buy low. And that seems like it'd be a great time to buy those trucks when the market picks back up. But that's probably not what's going to happen. And it's just it's just the cyclical cycle of freight to steal a catchphrase from my compatriot over there. So, so big deal or little deal. It's a little deal because oh. it's 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 as the world turns. I don't think it's a huge indicator of a freight recession. Is all big deal because in in soap operas everything is a big deal. It's very melodramatic. 
No, it's uh it's 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 a big deal because when will we learn that the capacity crunch is just going to keep happening and the cycle is just going to keep spinning like like you've got to you've got to keep your pace. Keep ordering regularly. Don't overorder, don't underorder. You're going to have another capacity crisis when you need it. You're not going to have the rigs. Big deal. Mm. Okay, so Chad, it came out in 2015 that just 9% of plastics were actually recycled in the U.S. Big deal or little deal? I'm just shaking my head. It's it's a big deal. It's sad. It's 9%. 9%. I mean, we recycle. I mean, there's all these different grades and types of plastics. I don't, I, 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 but for all of, think of all of the bottled waters out there. Think of all of those. Panera bread yeah. like plastic hey. cups that you're. Well, what about your? He's going right to recycle. Is, you're going to recycle. This is aluminum. Yeah, but what about that little plastic ring that goes around it that all the birds that's, get their heads and fish get their heads caught too, on? Bro. No, 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 not that ring. The ring that holds oh, them the rings. All, the six together. Yes. Yeah, it, it the came six in pack a cardboard ring. box. <laughs> you came in a cardboard box. You're going home in a wooden box. <laughs> anyway, it's a it's a big deal. I'm so, I'm sorry to hear. It. Can we um just double it to eighteen percent and. No, I don't know. Is that so much to ask? I, well, I mean, that would be big. We could do it. You have to pay in Chattanooga to recycle. That's yeah. where a but, lot of cities, it's like that. Why should you pay? Because then people people don't like paying for stuff, so people aren't going to do it. Yeah, I don't People know. are cheap. We, we can't even get money for our schools here in Chattanooga. So, right. Uh, so, no wonder pay. we have yeah. to pay to yeah. Recycle. recycle. Yeah. Recycle? So what are you thinking? No, okay. <laughs> I want to say that you had a single-use answer, but I'm going to have to recycle it because it's a big deal. That's what I'm going to say, because it is, because I care about the environment, too. There's too much plastic. Um, I, I, you know, I don't mind. You know, the one thing was when I was in New York, like in New York City, they have the, the paper straws there. Unless you go to, like, some of the more shady institutions, yeah. like, then they don't care. They, You know, like some of the pizza joints I went to, they're like, plastic yellow. You know, they don't. Yeah. But the one thing you got to learn with the paper straws that first, it like, you, you can't hit it like you would a plastic one or else it'll just break in half. Yes. And also, you can't, like, suck on it or gnaw on it or, like, it starts to degrade in yes. your mouth. The, the um, pa- no, the paper's held up pretty well. Oh, for me, it doesn't. Me. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. We get a little bit too aggressive with it, maybe. Yeah. Like, I drink coffee. My Like, use a straw for my coffee because I, I just, I'm like, very weird about that's that. So, yes, it's that's, a problem. That's your straw. problem. Well, yeah. Small concession to make, though. Small concession to make. I'll bring on the paper okay. straws, bring on the paper cups. It I mean, is. I do. You know how much water I save, though? Yes. I drink this out of this all. That's time, so. good. There okay. we go. Yeah. Okay. Dooner, analysts think this new round of tariffs, mm-hmm. which impact toys, clothes, and electronics, are going to be felt much much harder by consumers, a.k.a. it could be a tough Christmas at the Dooner household. Yeah. Big deal or little deal. No, my children aren't getting tears for Christmas. <laughs> you know, my children aren't getting that. Because, look, when you go to the store and I go are to the store. Are they getting charcoal? No. How many, oh. What is the price of coal right now? <laughs> I don't know. You got Johnny on it's feed. It's down. <laughs> it is down. All right. Well, maybe they will. But actually, you know what? I've already gotten a lot of their toys already. What? I have, yeah, because they like... Because wow. you knew these next round of tariffs were coming. Of course, you? I'm wow. a sleep like that. But I like some of the stuff that my kids want are like, I, I get them off eBay. So when I see like good auction price on eBay, I, I go after that marketplace. Okay. Then like what's exactly at Target or Toys R Us. But I mean, 10%, yeah. I mean, our tax here, like I got to, I was, I felt like I got hit like a ta- by a tariff when I moved to Chattanooga with our, <laughs> our 10% tax on, on yeah. consumer goods. That's already a... So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it will be, but it's like anything. You adjust, they're going to adjust, they're going to change it and shuffle around. I don't think you're going to see it impact that hard in the Christmas season. As so, much as they're saying it well, will. So you're saying on, little, a, mic, on a microcosmic I think, scale. I think it's going to hurt is retailers bit. in their earnings it's going to hurt more than it's going to hurt American consumers. consumers it's yeah. still going to be yeah. very competitive at the holiday season. Macrocosmically, uh, which is where I am at right now, man, uh, it's a big deal. It's It's... We're, you know, we're not going to, we're, we're probably not going to have peak pain until about 2021 yeah. from the result of these tariffs, but the pain is going to start beginning and it's going to begin this retail season. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if right after that in January, we see a whole new round of uh, not only reverse logistics, but retail apocalypse. Wow. Yeah. Well, you heard that's it here. a bold prediction. You We're going to have to save this <laughs> episode. Negative book market. Fifth. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Well, okay. a little better news. Yeah. Tool's entire catalog is now on <laughs> streaming services. Whoa. And yes, they've yeah. also announced their first album in 13 years comes out 
August 30th. Big or little deal? Big deal! Wow. No, I really like, so I'm a late arriver at, at, at appreciating tools. Yeah. And when I, it was just like a couple of years ago, I'm like, tools, amazing. I missed them. Yeah. You know, uh, and, 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 and then I was looking for them on Spotify, couldn't find them, the whole thing. Found I could stream some things on YouTube, but it's not the same. Yeah. You can't just put it through any of your speakers. And so, you know, that is really exciting news. No, yeah, I agree. It's a big, I can't argue with that one because it is because, you know, like Spotify now is like a library of music, especially for younger generations. Yeah. Um, I have like their old stuff already ripped onto MP3, so it doesn't matter that much to me. But what does matter is that culturally people can't really get that experience if it's not on Spotify, especially younger kids. So, you know, I understand Major James Keenan had a point about not putting it on there because yeah. you know, we talk about terrorists, we talk about finance. For them, the economy of streaming drastically changed music. I used to be in the music oh, industry. Yeah. And that's why they say that, but I think it's a great move. And it's it, it, the times now, like you can't just, you can't swim against the current, just like, uh, I don't know, music. I always kind of use the parallel there because technology came in. And I remember being on the label side and people there were always very much against digitization. They're like, we're going to immediately lose money. And you know what happens though? Well, yeah. You lose a lot more by not getting in the game at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would say the times are a changing, as somebody famous once said. Yeah. Not um, tools. Somebody. Yeah. Anybody. Bob Dylan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, that was it, guys. That was very that much. was good. That Thanks. was fun. Very yeah. fun. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, thank you the for having me. Back together. Yes, I liked it. Oh, Emily, by the way. Oh, yes. By the way, you are one of the executive head producers of FWTV. Yes. And on Thursday, when you guys tune into stream, you might notice that we maybe. If all goes well, right? If all goes well. That's what my crew told me. All if all goes well. We'll they got be in a stuff new that, yes. Oh, my God. It, it is Big. sharp as yeah. it And it's it's kind of the metamorphosis that the show has been taking. It started as an audio podcast. Now we turned it into a show podcast yeah. hybrid. It's still going to be a podcast, but it's going to look a lot more like a show well, Thursday. here's the deal. It already looks beautiful in here, so yeah. I don't know how much better <laughs> it could look. So I'm really excited. Well, when they told me that you. Thursday, cool. yes, yeah. you will want to watch on Thursday. And we want to hear your comments. We want to know what people think. And people have been yeah. commenting. Someone's watching from Cleveland, Ohio right now. They are. So say hi. Hey, Cleveland, yes. Ohio. Hi. <laughs> Go Browns. That was a little Thanks delight. for tuning in. Yeah. Yes. The well, yes. Beckham of Freight. Oh, yeah. Junior. Yeah. They junior. are in... Con People have been talking about the Browns winning the Super Bowl, so yeah. don't count them out. Yeah. That's what I'll say People as I say they're taking I'm not going to count them out. The, the season Bowl. hasn't even started. That, that, that <laughs> reference, uh, when they're saying that, usually means they have to go to the bathroom sometimes, too. Oh, that's gosh. Yeah. On that note, I will I leave. Will say, it's just a statement. <laughs> There's no Browns fan that'll argue that. They're like, that's a known statement. A, a known yeah. idiom. Okay. All right. Well, we have our last guest to come on, and he is going to... And he is coming back. Last time this man was here... And I'm not sure if he's been on the video version, but last time he was here, he didn't have a ring on his finger, but now he does. So that's something that's it's a big deal. On the Radar, presented by Sonar. Good timing. You gotta, you gotta love that Sonar sound. I do love that Sonar sound. It's, it's it fantastic. It lets you know you're at home. That's one of my favorite bumpers. It's amazing. Why, thank you. Uh, great to have you here, Kyle Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, is the honeymoon still on? It's always on, man. I don't think Oh, the that. honeymoon is always on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you were married in sort of the modern way that we all know. You're like, you lived with your wife beforehand, right? Yeah. 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 We, you lived in sin. I lived in sin with you, my you wife. Lived, you lived with her in a truck, the modern the way to live. You gotta, know. yeah, you gotta, you gotta just see if it's gonna work out. You can't just like move out. Like, I don't know how they did that back in the old days. Like, they were just like, move inside. Hey, maybe this will work. Maybe. No, we, yeah. actually, we actually got married on a boat. So it's yeah. kind of related to. You know what, though? Yeah. Th this methodology, and if you could move in just a little bit, this yeah. methodology is is working because divorce rates are down. Oh, yeah, I'm not kidding. Boomer divorce rates were like yeah. were 50 or over 50%. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you see people that don't get along. Well, you probably get along with your wife if you're married to her. Yeah. So. yeah. And then, and, you, well, and then you learn how to fight, too. Like, when you exactly. are, you learn how to, like, You fight a the problem. Them. You don't fight each other. Yeah. You know? and, and and millennials um, are, are also marrying a lot later. Yeah. You know? I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah, I'm 65. Yeah. So and having yeah, kids, yeah, I, I know you waited a long time. Was, yeah, you guys plan on having kids? Oh yeah, little Kyle. Oh yeah, little Kyle <laughs> in the pipeline. <laughs> little truck driver. Not little that we're Cunningham. getting too personal or anything. Shift, shift too, how is that too? Women ask themselves this all the time, and we're like yeah. our little sewing club of men, right? Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And Freight, you get a show. So we were talking. Emily was just in here. We were talking yeah. about Freightwaves TV, some of the products, some of the some of the shows that are coming on there. We're talking about how this show is moving upstairs. To that brand new studio, if all goes well on Thursday, if Love maybe it. Monday at the latest. But 
Probably Thursday. I think we're going to go live from there. You guys are you're moving this show. We are moving this show upstairs. Sweet. And that is the night shift going to move in there too? That's what you're here to it's, talk it's, about. Yeah. So the night shift is absolutely running at blazing speeds. Yeah, um, wow. you've so, got a cool intro for it. You just showed yeah, me today. Yeah, so the Sorry, intro, man. the intros really come together. Uh, we're gonna start developing out the general production, you know, and that's what I love about this place is that to see what happened from this show, from when I started listening to it back even before I worked here. Yeah, to see it here, that's amazing. Another step up, and then yeah, the night shift. So you know, we're we're gearing towards having a more interactive experience, and to do that, we're gonna bring in Tim Brownell. Who's another one of our sonar experts? Yeah, the guy, great he, name, he's T Bro. T Bro has been here since. I mean, the guy's he's he might have well been here from the start. He's uh, pretty he's early on. Yep. Yeah, and then we have uh, we're we're actually going to be bringing in regular guests. So we've got a guy um, that we've met at an expedited convention in Charleston. He's going to be coming up to be on the show and just bridging wow. the gap between sonar being inside this building and sonar outside of this building. And starting to really watch the wildfire pick up. This is going to be the next few months are going to be the sonar blitz. Woo! Yeah! Look out for your marriage. A little capital for this build out. You pioneered that show, and it's just great. One of the great things about Freightways and Chattanooga and being here is it's a place where dreams and magic can really happen. I'm not just, just saying that, it really is. There's a great entrepreneurial spirit that comes from the top down that is sort of like, we hired you because we think you're good at what you do. If you have a great idea, go out there and pursue it and, yeah. and, and be quick thinking and make changes and adapt and, and move fast and, and open that's the what's happened with the night shift. Yeah. It's really great. The same to you guys. You know. And how we're evolving this and our other assets. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and with Sonar um, currently working on a absolutely beautiful solution to make it instantly and immediately accessible. So once this is, uh, once this comes to fruition in due time, uh, we'll have to come back on on the show and, and give everybody a rundown. But just know that, uh, hey, if you're not in Sonar right now, you probably will be within the next three months because it is becoming an industry standard. Well, what any, lo- any trends of, sorry to interrupt you. Well, I was Go just going to say, what I, before we jump into the trends, what I love is with Sonar that it is becoming more integrated, more user-friendly, more visually friendly. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more dashboard-oriented. And your show started as a way to sort of educate people. No, okay, now you have sonar. Right. The worst thing that can happen when someone gets a SaaS product is they get it, then they're like, it's inexpensive. Do they don't I know do how to use it. Yeah, because they're, they're not going to renew it. It's not going to be valuable. It's not good for you. It's not good for them. Yeah. So you decided to start that show to teach them how to use it. And sonar itself is getting even better at teaching users how to use it Absolutely. itself. It's great stuff. Yeah, it's almost, you know, once it becomes self-aware, yeah. then... And then, <laughs> then we're on then see you later, Kyle. It can right. be self-actualized. Yeah. No, the thing is, is that it's an investment. And I want everybody who is on board with it to be able to utilize their investment properly. And there really is no limitations to the return that you'll get on that investment. The only uh, personal investment you have to uh, integrate at this current time is to facilitate the understanding of the data. We're going to make it even easier for everybody to actually visualize this data and be able to have immediate visualization. So I'll save those details for when it comes live. But please tune into the night shift Wednesday nights. We're going to be going live just like we are here on LinkedIn as well, which is just magical for all the LinkedIn viewers out there. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys are here watching along. This is awesome. I love it, man. I don't the, the going live on LinkedIn is such a huge deal. I love that we we have access to that and get, get typed in. We get the notifications right away, as I'm sure some of you do who are watching on LinkedIn right now. Shout out to all of you. It's beautiful, man. And now we're on, and is the night shift too? Are you guys on YouTube, yeah, Twitter? Yeah, we're going to move it on. Yeah. Everywhere. We're on MySpace. Are we on MySpace? No, we're not on MySpace. <laughs> uh, we can bring it back. Dude. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Friendster. We'll we'll just resurrect them all. We'll be on an AOL chat channel. Oh, man. What was it? The Google one. That one failed. Oh, Google Plus? Yeah, that was. You know what that was? I, I have a theory that was just to collect further data oh, yeah. they sell and you just to collect pictures yeah. oh yeah of the people to put it with and just to get a little more sort of like details. those google glasses oh Very yeah similar. so they can watch everywhere yeah. you go yeah i know like yeah. some guy was talking if you download you can go on google and you can download the data file they have in you and it's in the gigabytes it's gigabytes oh, of data sure it has location wow. movement it has lots of stuff go on there i'm telling you creepy. Go you're going there. anyone can do it a little creepy but you know what at the same time we sell our convenience for for that i mean who's going to give up their i use google maps on my on my phone all the time uh, yeah i just i just honestly man like couple years ago i just stopped caring about i mean they know yeah. everything right they do yeah. like you know it, it's it comes down to that whole thing of i mean 
convenience for uh data i don't know i mean it's a pretty fair trade my i'm not doing anything i don't i mean i don't really care you know are are they like so now that you bought a a wedding ring um every single time you go online yeah it's got do you, RFID. Show, show do you get camera. ads for wedding rings no those have cleared oh, out oh, now wow. it's cleared out. now it's see it's got rfid it's got wi-fi wow it's got it's got it all yeah the subscription yeah. fee is terrible though yeah uh, yeah and you have a receiver in your said, gold <laughs> yeah exactly well, wow. guys, guys, coming up this week, you get the night shift on Wednesday. Yeah. A new Freight All Kinds will be out on Wednesday also. Awesome. Show. That one is going to be on race cars this time. Nice. It's going to be with Jonah Marsh. She's writing the article, which will be on the new and improved FreightWaves.com. We have FreightWaves Insiders this week with K-Ratio's Kyle Littner. You okay. heard him on the SiriusXM show. You heard him last week on What the Truck. Don't now, hear the whole story. 45 show. minutes. FreightWaves Smart Insiders. Dude. FreightWaves.com slash podcast. We're going to have another What the Truck, like we said, right, Chad, on yeah. Thursday. And where is it going to be? It's going to be in the new studio. Which is a lot cooler than this one, right? I mean, literally a lot yeah. cooler. I mean, this is cool, but. But literally cooler. Yeah. Although, you know what? By the time you get to the end of the show, it doesn't seem nearly as hot as, like, the first five minutes. It, this feels a little bit more like a time capsule yeah. than than a uh, studio. Yeah. yeah. Great ways radio on the weekend. It'll be <laughs> myself and John Kingston. Anything else you guys got to plug? Anything else you can the find cloud. me? McLeod. Oh, yeah, we got Gats, man. We got Gats Woo! coming up. We got Gats and then McLeod. You and I are going to be at Gats. Yeah, come find us at Gats. We're going to make it known. Um, you know, we're, we're there. I'm, I'm going to talk Sonar. So if yeah. you want to sit down, I'm going to basically be a roving Sonar platform. So let's sit down. Let's talk about your markets. Let's talk about how we can integrate Sonar with your organization. And let's talk freight. And then we jump on a plane and we meet up with you where? In Denver, the McLeod Conference. And where is that? It is at the... Gaylord Rockies. Gaylord Rockies. The Rocky Gaylord Mountain. Rockies, man. Yeah, man. yeah. Have you ever been to the Gaylord Rockies? I guess it's new, right? No, but I've seen the Rockies. Yeah. No, I drove by Is the that. Gaylord Rockies different? Than yeah, the... yeah. it's it's a resort, man. Oh, wow. They got I a, mean, they got I a actually lazy have river. seen the Rocky wow. Mountains, but I've also seen the Colorado Rockies play the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, you and I are at, we're out of town for a week. A whole so week. I hope our wives are still there when we get back. I hope my job's <laughs> still there when I get back. But we're doing our job, yeah. <laughs> I know, we're missing the big global meetup. I know. I know. I know. We're, we're out on the what road. What can you do? But, Hey, that's fun times. All right, guys. You can find us. Subscribe to us. This is there's still an audio version. There's on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere. Podcasts are heard around the world. You can find me at Timothy Dooner on the Twitter. You can find him in the sonar booth. In the sonar booth. <laughs> you can find him at Chad Prevost on Twitter. That's it. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's turn the key in the ignition. Let's drive this truck out of here. I got 13. Whoa! Bang your cowbell for the Dow Jones and hope it goes back up. It's not. Bang your cowbell Be for more optimism. Bang your cowbell for the new studio on Thursday with the brick walls and the big screen right here on What The Drum. Hey, we have a hunt. A thousand two days super, man. Can't wait. Woo. Bang your cowbell for who's that man behind you, Ron Swanson? Thank for everybody watching on the live feed. We love you. Little bread and butter. Take it easy. Wow.